Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along. It's the Null Concord Odyssey again. Uh, we're looking at the 1989 BBC One special, which is broadcast on a Sunday afternoon, where Noel Edmonds took to the skies and flew uh, from the UK to the USA and showed us what it's all about and also padded the 50-minute show out with loads of other stuff that's pretty dull, really, uh, which is what we're going to kind of get to today. Um, we might bring this to a close today, but you never know. You don't we know. might get sidetracked. You just again. don't know in, when you're dabbling in null play. When you dabble with yeah. null, he, in very, I've thought throughout this and any other analysis we've done of Noel Edmonds over the years that, <laughs> in a way... Without us knowing, he's pulling the strings. Do you know what I mean? You think? Yeah, because he's like a he's like a master of the dark arts of broadcasting. Yeah. And he'll have known you know, like the Emperor in Return Jedi goes, just as I have foreseen it. And he always goes, It was mm. I who, you know, incur- who who released the plans for the Death Star to your friends and all the rest of it, right? It's sort of like I can yeah. imagine Noel sitting in his throne at his New Zealand compound going, mm. you fools. It was I who who lured you into analysing my Christmas specials from the 80s. And it was I who subsequently fooled you into doing a deep dive into my Concord special, right? Because <laughs> he's sort of like, it, this is how I stay relevant. I like imbeciles like you talking about me on your podcast. You think that even in 1989, he knew that somewhere down the line, historians, which is what we are, yeah, uh, would be looking back at it and, and analysing it to the nth degree. It wouldn't. It like wouldn't this. surprise me either if you can go into the archives and find out that even in the late 80s, he was the first to term the coin the phrase podcast. And that <laughs> yeah. he, when when people asked him about the future of broadcasting, which is exactly the sort of thing they would have always asked him about, he would have said, "Well, I mean, in a in a couple of decades' time, uh, it'll all be done online. It'll be known as podcasting, and people will listen to it mainly through their uh, telephones." Get your nut around that, radio- cunt. He had his own online radio station for a while. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. I forgot what that was called again. It was. He made a big deal launching it, and then it kind of disappeared after mm. about six months, I think. Noel Edmonds online radio, and he had that machine as well that was going to cure cancer. Uh, positivity radio, that was it. Yeah, nice positivity idea, really. Positivity radio. 
We're only still in 2020. I wouldn't mind. I'm sure he I did another one before that. I wouldn't mind nicking that name and fucking put put in our, you know, like Positivity Radio is a good name for a podcast or a band or an album. Mm. Yeah, he, he launched it in 2020 during the lockdown. I thought he did one before that. Probably has. I mean, it's quite easy to... He could do it sitting in bed in the morning. I mean, anyone can start up an online radio station. I've often dabbled with the idea myself. It won't surprise you to hear. (laughs) Not at all. No, I mean, we could do that, I reckon. Yeah, we could, no problem. Yeah. Um, He... Do you remember when he tried to buy the BBC that time and he went on Newsnight? Yeah. Said he was going to buy the BBC (laughs) and then didn't buy the BBC. (laughs) Brilliant. Classic no player. Uh, <laughs> so where were we at with this? Uh, yeah, he, he was going to install. He was going to buy the BBC and install Blobby as director general. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Blobby just wearing a suit. Yeah, I'm going to make Keith Chegwin the head of programming on BBC Two, which for too long now has been the refuge of fucking bores, idiots, and swats. Head of news, social outcasts. (laughs) Head of news, Craven, obviously. (laughs) Getting the gang back together. (laughs) I um, am. What's that? Chegwin's dead. Uh, Post pause is coming back. I'm putting. (laughs) I'm putting him in in charge of the fucking Ofcom related issues. Make him our head of legal. (laughs) Some people say he's a dinosaur, but I say no. He's as forward-thinking as any toy out yeah. there. I tell you what, he's a dinosaur, but he's got more fresh ideas than any of those cunts in fucking Downing Street. Next question. <laughs> I will say, though, his breath does stink. <laughs> Don't get too close to him. Uh, back on the plane, fucking... Noel says that regular viewers of BBC television will know that John Hutchinson, who was the pilot on this thing, has another life outside of Concord. I mean, fucking hell, that, that could be anything. That could mm. be a legal minefield. Yeah. But it turns out he's a regular member of the BBC aviation team. Um, and Noel does a little interview with John Hutchinson. He says, this is a good moment to ask about the performance of Concord. Have you got a spare moment? Of course he asks, because this thing fucking pl- flies itself, doesn't it, really? And um, he shows Noel some of the dials and switches, and there's not really very many, is there? No. That seem to be all that important. Uh, Noel wants to see a guided tour of the systems, whatever that means. There's lots of Noel in this kind of um, either genuinely or pretending to be really clued up on all the jargon of flying Concorde or similar. Because uh, he's, he's a helicopter man, isn't he, by dear? We don't Very know much so. His, we don't know what he's done. in. He's a man of the realm. sky. He's but, a man of the sky. It's all the same, isn't it? Yeah. He says, they've got flight instruments in front of me, uh, engine instruments in the middle, and in front of Chris, there's a repetition of the flight instruments that I've got, which I guess is in case John Hutchinson goes mad, gets drunk, has to yeah. be restrained, um, you know, take, takes over and gets, or they get hijacked. Or he, he hijacks the plane himself, I don't know. But um, Chris, Chris Norris, who's the co-pilot, can take over. Um Noel seems excited by all of this. There's a, this is, there's a raft of different switchery. And it's... Uh, and then we go to the first bit of... Uh, 
reportage, I suppose, of other stuff, which where which we see John Hutchinson jumping out of a plane, doing yeah. a free fall dive from uh, a clip from nineteen eighty six. I'm not really sure why we're show, we're being shown this. You know what fucks me off all the way through this? I was waiting for something like this to happen, but at no point do we speak to any of the passengers on this Concorde flight. No. Well, they're all in, they're, really they're, they're in, high net worth individuals and they insist on privacy. Exactly, exactly. I'd love to have Noel talking to at least two or three of them. You'd have thought Noel would have engineered, let's call them, a charity case mm. of some kind to be on this plane. Now, I fixed it's, it for yeah. a young lad who's uh, got no, he's got no working <laughs> limbs whatsoever. Um, Legally, I'm not allowed to use the word fixed it. I, uh, I, I <laughs> arranged it. I have facilitated a young disabled chap um, to come on this Concorde and it's made his life and he, he's agreed to call me for the purposes of the following item. Papa Noel. <laughs> a bit like, I yeah. see myself very much like Daddy Warbucks out of Addy. But for a more modern generation. Daddy Nullbucks. <laughs> I want you to call me Daddy Nullbucks. Or just Daddy, Daddy for short. Daddy Warbucks is fucking awesome. We should deep dive that cunt at some point. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. He's fucking mad, isn't he? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Hello, Daddy Warbucks. He's always on the phone to Roosevelt. Is that cunt Roosevelt on the line again? Yeah, what do you want now? <laughs> Money, I suppose. <laughs> well, listen, I've got my work cut out because I've recently um, adopted an orphan girl. Yeah. So, no, I don't know what the legalities no, no are. I'm, I'm Daddy Warbox, so I just fucking did it. I don't care. But no, I haven't got a license. Who's going to fucking challenge me? I'm Daddy Warbox. Yeah, Daddy Warbox. That's <laughs> what I'm calling myself now since I adopted this kid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What do you mean it's weird? Fuck off. <laughs> fuck Such off. A- hey, fuck <laughs> it. Hey, Roosevelt, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah, calling me up, asking for help left, right and centre, because you fucking tank the economy, right? Calling me from your fucking wheelchair in the White House. You're a fucking fraud. And if you're going to call me and start raising question marks over who I do and don't adopt and invite to live in my massive mansion. What, what a choose to call myself. <laughs> then basically get stuffed goodbye <laughs> um, so John Hutchinson's done this free fall of uh, 8,000 feet I think it is something like that I don't know it's it's weird uh, his target is a gravel circle on the ground and he just lands on the edge he just gets it and then runs out from it as he lands Mm. So I'll give him that. I'll give him. I'll give him full marks for that. Um, and yeah, it, it's. I don't know why it's there. It's a clip from three years earlier. Uh, I would have thought if you're going to do a 50 minute show about flying Concorde, you can fill it up pretty easily. But uh, no, no chat with the crew, other than in the the flight deck. You know, no chat. No chat with the trolley dollies as they're called. No banter. None with the pilot, the passengers. It's just. I don't know, it's, a, it's an unusual bit of television. Then there's an interview with the, the co-pilot, who's uh, Chris Norris, and he says, John's going to fly to Miami today, and he'll allow me to fly it back tomorrow. That's nice of him. He will allow me. I allow you, Chris. And then there's some more 
filler. What's the Isle of Wight? I thought this bit might interest you, Sam. They fly the over the Isle of Wight, do they? Areas. They fly. Have you not watched all of this yet? No, I'll tell you why in a minute. Well, you might want to tell us now because there's very little going on here before the end of this episode. All right, well, I'll tell um, you, I was watching it. Go on then. And, um, and they were talking about the instruments. Right, and mm. uh, like you know, you've already covered that, and uh, they were going through every instrument one by one. And I was sitting there eating a biscuit, and I've had, right. had a pretty difficult day because the boiler's packed in, right? Oh, shit. and not only that, the boiler packed in, so my whole day has been taken over by ringing around, getting quotes, basically researching boiler um logistics right mm. which is no small feat but i think i've pulled off a logistical victory good uh on the same day um i wiped my bum earlier after a shit and there was blood so i've thought oh. fucking great what a day the boiler's packed mm. in and my ass is bleeding and i'm shitting blood yeah right that is like the two worst things that every every day every middle-aged man in britain wakes up and thinks it's, it's the double Please, God, you pray every day, as long as I can wake up and neither, as long as I can get through one more day. They say it when you go to the older alcohol groups, you know, in recovery, go, please, please hire spirit. Spirit! Spirit, please, let me get through the next 24 hours without the boiler packing in or any blood coming out my ass. right? That's what you say, yeah. right? It's called yeah. the hire spirit chant. Right. Right. And yeah. um, both things have happened. I don't know what I've done to displease my higher spirit, but both things have happened within the same 24 hours. So uh, and as, that's a disaster, the, isn't it? Is, is, is the boiler, uh, is it a, a gas engineer? Are they able to look at your arse as well? Or is it just... <laughs> I, I, I've been asking them. I've, I've been on the phone and on it. live web chat to... It feels like almost every boiler engineer or facilitator in the UK and mm. all of them I've been trying because the, the good thing is there's so many of them compete with your business. You can like play them off against each other a little bit to squeeze down the price mm. and get extra things. So earlier on, I was like, OK, I like this price. I'll be honest. I'm being offered similar by other providers, other suppliers. Mm. But I like you because you say you can install tomorrow. And at the moment, I am looking at going around my mother-in-law's for a shower, which is not ideal. Um, Especially not with this blood pouring out your ass. It's just the last thing she needs. If I leave fucking spots of blood all over her white porcelain tiles, Sam, why is there ass blood? Why is there blood in the bathroom? Is it out of your ass? Oh, that no, no, uh, it's out of my nose. I just had a nosebleed. Cut myself shaving. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure about that. It looks like ass blood. You want to get that looked at? No, hang on. Let me have a look. Is that ass blood? No, 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 no. I can see why you think it might have been, but no, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's definitely. So I said to them, listen, can you sweeten the deal? I want um, one of those Nest thermostats. You know the ones. You know yeah. the smart thermostat. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, I'm not sure if I can do that for you, to be honest. I mean, that's like 290 quid if wow. you, um, 290 quid if you, uh, Get it bought and installed, right? Right. Uh, we but we will provide for free a, a just a normal digital thermostat, right? So I thought, okay. right for now, this is a this is one of life's worst unexpected costs, 
right? Mm. So I've gone, for now, fine. I'll live with the fucking... To be honest, Andy, those I don't know if you've got one of those digital thermostats, but really all it is is, is that you get to fucking control your radiators when you're out of the house. I mean, it sounds fun, but I, I can I live without it. it. I hardly use it to be honest. I've yeah. got it switched off. The battery went flat on it a while. You, you can you can manually adjust the fucking radiators in each room in your house, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My house we isn't hope. isn't yeah. that big, in all honesty. It doesn't take me long to go to one of the kids. Hey, get yourself upstairs and turn the fucking radiator down in my room. In fact, no, leave it up in my room. Turn it down in yours. I need turn more heat yours. than turn you. Turn it off in yours. I need more heat than you because I'm bigger. <laughs> Turn it off in yours and put a blanket around your son. Put an extra blanket on, but I need extra hot because I've been under a lot of stress recently. Right? I've been shitting blood. <laughs> I'm shitting blood. Turn it right up. <laughs> it might help the anxiety hate. over what's going on up my ass. <laughs> right, so, so I are thought, you making, fuck are you, it. So no, I said to the making, guy, he goes, I can't give you a nest for free. And I said, right. all right. And then there was a pause because I've learned in to, in negotiations, it's always good to just like Pausing. sit sit with the silence. He didn't mm. say anything. I didn't say anything. And in the end, after about <laughs> 20, minutes. 20 minutes, I've gone, could your engineer take a look at my ass while he's... <laughs> <laughs> and then they paused for another quite long period. And then they said, yeah. um, to what ends? And mm. I went, my fucking rear ends. That's what ends. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, look, I won't lie. It's not just the boiler. And I'm not saying the two things are associated, but I have been bleeding out of my ass today. And obviously that's playing on my mind. The NHS is in crisis. I'm not fucking confident about getting an appointment with a proctologist anytime soon. Mm. So maybe your gas guy could have a look up my pipe. Can't be that much it's different. It's all pipes. Exactly. It's, all, it's pipes. all pipes at the end of the day, isn't it? See if he yeah. can give it a clean out with, some of his yeah. with, his, with a chemical pump through. I as, think that's what they call it. As George Costanza said on Seinfeld when he was accused of pissing in the shower at the yeah. gym, it's all pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I sort of thought to myself, but, um, maybe he'll, maybe he'll, uh, but they, they, no dice with that. Uh, so anyway. I uh, would alert the NHS if I were you, mm, just in case they right, could about, do something. About the Don't boiler. About Nothing. the arse. All oh, right. Don't worry about the boiler the NHS. That- Hello. <laughs> it's Sam Delaney here. Yeah. Now listen. You can do one, 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 can't you? First of all, my arse is bleeding, so any advice on that would be appreciated. Also, <laughs> the fucking boiler's up the creek, and I don't know if you can send someone around to have a look at that, because ultimately that is a health issue. I mean, if we end up getting gassed in our beds, who's going to fucking pay the price for that? That's right, old NHS. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who's going to so, help yeah, me. So watch this space, I guess. I've yeah. had arse bleeding before in my life. And when I when I was younger and I had it, I would always get really scared and think, well, this is it. Mm. This is the end. And then mm. I go to the doctor, get it all checked out. And it turns out there's a million and one other things other than what you think it is, right? Yeah. Uh, cancer of the arse um, slash bowel. Yeah. You've probably just swallowed a chicken bone or something like that. And it's, it's <laughs> yeah. done a bit of probably something damage like that. on the out. No, very often you're just dehydrated. Or you haven't been eating enough right. fibre. I did have a okay. terrible day. On Sunday, I went to the football and I, I woke up late and I had a few things to do in the morning and I rushed out about having a proper breakfast, which is unlike me. I'm usually mm. a three square meals a day man, right? And yeah. as a result, I had a lunch at football consisting of one cup of Dow Egbert's <laughs> instant coffee, right? <laughs> football lunch. Yeah. <laughs> one packet of salt and vinegar crisps and one four finger yeah. Kit Kat. 
That's not a lunch. It was disgusting. That's one of my lunches. Yeah, exactly. And then, I, and then, so then, two days later, I'm not surprised to be bleeding out of my ass because my body is used to a, a lot of spinach, yeah. broccoli, yeah. beans, roughage. I eat a lot yeah. of good stuff, and now my body's like, "Are you fucking joking?" Your body's your body's rejected you. Yeah, my body's rejecting me, which it used to do regularly. It's rejected in my, your mind. In my twenties, it used to regularly reject me, so I know the symptoms. So it's basically yeah. punishing me. But what with that and the boiler, it's been a yeah. nightmare. Jalapeno. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jalapeño. So anyway, getting back to now. So I was sitting there. And can I, I, I just can I just say before you before you end on that big? Would you like listeners to get in touch with advice unsolicited uh, about what forget, you should do? Forget about the boiler. I did, I did ask on earlier on on Twitter for some advice. I've got some good bits of advice, but I have now because I basically it was one of those things. My day mm. I had a lot of to dos today on my to do list, Andy. But the, this situation with the boiler, you know, when your whole day gets hijacked. I mean, I know for a fact it happens to you sometimes. Just weird things come from left field that you weren't expecting. Very often it's the yeah. kids are responsible. But it could be Usually. anything. And life, like, it sort of blindsides you, doesn't it? And so yeah. today has just been taken over. Everything else on my list has gone by the wayside. And it, But mm. eventually, through a huge amount of, well, utilising my skills as Britain's best journalist, really, a huge amount of research... I've, I think I've pulled off a deal that is suitable to all of us. And, and the new, actually, the new boiler will be fitted tomorrow morning. Wow. According to what they've that's told incredible. me. So that's not bad, that's is incredible. it? I mean, today I was just sitting out, out the back having a cup of tea because the sun was out. And I noticed the fellow next door is getting uh, his roof assessed by a, a local Ooh, roofer. Interesting. For some work that's getting done. Mm. And I had a couple of tiles that flew off in the in the wind oh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. So I just caught co- co- oh, him and I says, look, look at it. Hey, cock yeah. over here. Hey, good job for you. Uh, you, you probably got a couple of tiles in the back of your van. You just do it now. A couple of tiles come off. Yeah. He came and had a look and he pointed out many things that are wrong with my roof. Oh, that need to be, so. yeah, uh, but of course he is. Fixed to the to the tune of about eight hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, but uh, so there you go. Hey, never mind that, all that. Weird. Just fucking replace those tiles. They're they're I'll always going to come out of that shit. I'll worry yeah. about that bit of concrete that's crumbling away. <laughs> that's allowing all the water just to come into me fucking Keep house. Keep snout out, out of the rest of my room. Um. Yeah, that's the problem of getting yeah, anyone no. round. They always fucking find out. So anyway, as a result of all this chaos going on, I finally, finally thought it got to two, and I thought, right, okay, I've sorted it. The arse has not bled in the last couple of hours. Maybe I've stemmed the tide there. I've been drinking plenty of water. Mm. I had porridge and strawberries for breakfast. I'm hoping that will do me some good, good right? So I thought, right, got to watch Noel. So I start watching it, and I thought, to be honest, right, could be dead soon. And I thought, this mm. is the most boring programme that, that that's almost ever been put out on primetime television, <laughs> right? They're literally this really boring pilot talking to Noel Edmonds, who is spellbound. So he's not even getting... Usually Noel can liven up boring bits by Noel play. 
But Noel's mm. too. Noel is so interested. Uh, he's uh, so in, earnest, isn't he? He's so earnest. Yeah. He's, there's no yeah. Noel play. He's just sitting there and he's drinking it in. He's in dreamland, yeah. right? And so it's like his Make a Wish Day, right? He's on Congol. It is, and that's yeah. what he's. It's and that's what the show's project. all about. He said, yeah. "This is. I want to go, and I want to not only fly. I can afford to fly cock or whatever I want, but what money cannot buy, but status can." is um, being given a live commentary throughout the flight by the crew, right? But it's extremely tedious, and they're going through the instruments, and I kept thinking, they call all these instruments. It's a bit fucking overblown. I mean, we're podcasters. What do we use? A microphone and a laptop. Mm -hmm. That's it, and some headphones. We don't call them instruments. Maybe we should. Maybe we should call them our podding instruments. I do. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, instruments is a good word to start using. And then I thought, fuck this. But then in the side panel, I saw Kirsty Young interviewing Noel Edmonds on Channel 5 in 1999. And the more (laughs) these boring fucking pilots droned on about their instruments, the more my eyes kept drifting over to lovely Kirsty Young. By the way, I think one of the great broadcasters of this or any age. I really do. I think she's absolutely supreme. And if you get a chance, mate, listen to her i've always thought that i think i've said it before like she is fucking good right at interviewing people but mm. if you get a chance she was recently on desert island discs as the as the um as the the, 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 the what do you call it yeah no what did they castaway cast the castaway yeah. so lauren Laverne was interviewing her two of the best broadcasters right and so it was quite the meeting of minds and i didn't know much about kirsty young's backstory but mate it's an impressive one, very impressive. Is it? Very. I'll, I'll, is 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 she a widow? <laughs> Unfortunately for you, no, no. You know who her yeah. husband is? The is Nick Jones, who is the proprietor and founder of the Soho House network of media hubs. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So right. absolutely minted. They got double income, mm. right? Uh, wow. And access to all sorts of media hubs everywhere in the world. So she's lucky free, there. Yeah, free. Yeah, free. Well, she, she goes in free. Card. She probably doesn't. Yeah. She probably eats for free in them, mate. Probably, yeah. I mean, I'd, I life, think knowing it? her, she wouldn't lord it up. Because I listen to her story. She's from a very humble background in Scotland, right? I think her mum and stepdad ran a sweet shop. Anyway, right. it's, it's, it's a good story. And you, it, right. if, if you... If you don't already have a lot of respect for her, wow, you'll have more when you listen. She's, okay. she's a wonderful woman. Anyway, she's interviewing um, Noel Edmonds in 1999, and it's billed as Kirsty Young interviews Britain's best-paid entertainer, right? That's what he's billed as. And she goes, he's been around for decades. In 99, they're already talking about the, the fucking breathtaking longevity of his media career. Right. Mm. And you're thinking, that's 99. That's what? Like, that's 24 years ago. Right. And um, that was halfway through because he'd been at it for about 25, 26 years then. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they're talking about. There's a point between then and now. They're talking about and they're looking back and she's going, God almighty, you've done this for so long. And he's going, yeah, I've been doing it for fucking ages. Yeah. yeah. He's going, I've been at the BBC (laughs) for 30 fucking years. Next question. Right. And, but it's so funny because she says, we, we caught up with Noel at his whatever thousand acre mansion right in devon right 
and it cuts to him from the studio where she's saying it it then cuts away and her words are over images and he comes around the corner in a classic Noel get up of baggy slacks and shiny shirt tucked in and he is yeah. and as it says his thousand acre or whatever it is mansion in Devon he comes around the corner and he's walking down a hill outside this his compound in Devon and I'm not joking, he is doing the full Liam Gallagher walk. I'm not even exaggerating, <laughs> right? He is literally, his arms, he's like, basically it's the full Manchurian strut. It's the Manx strut. His arms are out behind him and his fucking legs are as wide apart as they can go. And he's walking down the hill, literally like, in the sunshine. Like, he could... He is fucking lording it. He might as well have his cock hanging out of, of his fucking flies, right? Because he's like, that's right, cons. Welcome to my world. And as he walks around the corner with a really solemn look on his face, right, doing the Liam Gallagher, and she goes at his mansion in Devon, home to his fleet of sports cars and his pride and joy. And, and the pride and joy his helicopter and as he comes around the corner just parked in the driveway outside the front door like Roy Race is a big fucking shiny helicopter and he kind of looks over as if to say that's right cons. that's what I that's my fucking run around drink it in (laughs) (laughs) so I thought I just thought I thought to myself this is better than listening to these pilots yeah it feels it feels I, I, I watched most of it He's he pretty much reins himself in and tries to behave right. in quite a modest way, but you know a lot of it's bullshit. Um, and he lets it, uh, but they, she goes because they're interviewing him in in the sort of imperial era, the first imperial era of Chris Evans, nineteen ninety nine, and Chris Evans has just won the top industry award in radio at the Sony ah, yeah. and she says okay. I was at the Sony Awards the other day and Chris Evans won the absolute top prize and obviously he's the number one mm. guy these days and he's got up on stage and he said there's a few people I'd like to thank and she said and to everyone's surprise the two broadcasters he thanked were yourself and Steve Wright because he said that it was you and the example you gave him when he was younger that made him decide that he wanted to do this for a living, right? What did you think of that? And he goes, yes, a few people informed me of that and um, I was very pleased. But um, a few people also informed me that Chris was very sorry for some of the attacks he had made on me earlier in the year, right? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, rubbing my hands together. Right? Here we go. And she, yeah. and Kirsty Young, because she's brilliant, just calmly goes, oh, really? I, I didn't know about those. What were they? Right? You fucking know, Kirsty. You cheeky cow. <laughs> right? You know, he knows, I know. <laughs> she, he goes, oh, he got stuck into house party. He got stuck uh, into me. He uh, went, look, look, Chris is a extremely talented broadcaster, I've got a lot of respect for him. But he gets stuck into me and he gets stuck into a lot of people. Pretty much everyone. And that is one side of him that, frankly, I despise. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. It's like pretty brutal. Despise Whoa. is a pretty big word. Big word. He goes, yeah. this is a tough enough industry without us all turning on each other. And I'll just say that's something Jesus. that Chris has definitely got to work on in himself. Uh, so that was an enjoyable bit and the other most enjoyable bit that I've seen so far is when she's going what do you think of telly nowadays like especially kids saying something he goes I love live and kicking and I love its predecessor Saturday Superstore obviously at this point I'm like oh god no right 
as like a huge fan of Saturday Superstore in particular. It's, it's the swap shop lineage, though, isn't yeah. it? You know, and right? he goes, they're already invented by wheel, but uh, all, all anyway. of that. He goes, no, he does say you'd expect me to say this, but I think their output, Saturday morning output, remains extremely strong. In terms of their overall kids' television, though, I have to say I don't like it when it bleeds into the soaps, and they seem to be putting it into kids' TV real estate and encouraging the kids to watch it. Do you mean the, the Australian um, uh, soaps? He goes, that's right. She goes, what they like about me? He goes, it's the sheer superficiality, right? I thought, well, <laughs> that's a bit rich, coming from the bloke who's made a career out of gunging people, but fair enough, right? <laughs> And he goes, I told the Radio Times and got in hot water for knocking the soaps. But the thing is, I just simply do not want my daughters sitting, watching uh, bloody Australians living out this superficial lifestyle. Again, I don't think that the lifestyle they were living in in Neighbours or Home and Away was particularly superficial, not by the Kardashian standards of today. I thought they reflected pretty... I mean, Helen Daniels had a stroke. What's her name? Died in childbirth. It was Desi's missus who ran the coffee shop, right? Daphne. Oh, Daphne. Yeah. She doesn't go, this is, these are, this is real shit, right, that was, that they were coping didn't with. someone take acid once, didn't Jim? Jim Mushrooms. Dan- yeah, they mushrooms. took mushrooms. Right, so there was a lot of... Bouncer bounce, had a dream. Bouncer had a dream. There was a lot of, I think, shit that was quite reflective of... I mean, I'm not saying it was Lochian, but by Australian standards, <laughs> it probably was, right? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> He says something really funny. He goes, and I just think I don't want them watching that when they could be, they'd probably do something they'd much rather be doing, like playing with their ponies, right? And I thought, oh, no, come on. You didn't have to say that. Get the real world. Why did you have to fucking bring in the fact that they've both got ponies, right? How can we... I thought you you were on the verge of making a legitimate point there. And then you said, yeah. why are they... Up? I bought them those fucking ponies, and yet they're sat on their ass watching a fucking dog have a dream in Australia. <laughs> A fucking waste of money. I might as well sell those ponies back to the glue factory. Who, who's having to clean the fucking shit up from the ponies? Yours truly. <laughs> yeah. And where am I? Where are those fucking brats? Oakland Brad from Neighbours, the muscular surfer dude, as they no no, no doubt would refer to him as. Mind you, those are Lessie twins. Especially one of them. One of them's much sexier than the other. I can't remember. Caroline and Christina. I believe it's Caroline who's the fitter one. But I tell you what, I'd have either. Next question. (laughs) Are we now deep diving something that's completely separate to what we're meant to be deep diving? I'm just telling you the truth. That I haven't even seen. I'm putting the truth on the table. And the the facts are these. One, my boiler broke yesterday. Two, my arse is bleeding. Three, yeah. I got so bored of listening to the details of the cockpit of Concord that I switched to watching Kirsty Young interviewing Noel Edmonds in 1999. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, Andy, because I've got too much respect for you. Our working relationship yeah. has been too long for me to pretend to you that I could bear watching the Concord footage that's, any that's longer. That's fine. I, I, I'd say there are only two really notable bits left in this. Right. Like I say, there's some segments that have got nothing to do with Concord at all. There's some fella in Australia. Uh, actually, Noel lives in fucking New Zealand now, so he's changed his tune a bit, hasn't he? Yeah. This is 1999. About, uh, whole different, Runder, whole different kettle of fish in New Zealand, let me tell you. There's no superficialities here. They barely have fucking Very television. Nation. So, yeah, there's uh, some of the stuff. And then uh, we have the landing of the plane. 
Um, Noel is giving us some plain talk that he knows that we don't. He says we've got a thousand feet to go to our clearance level of five thousand feet, and the auto throttles increase the engine thrust to maintain that altitude. That <laughs> just means fuck all fuck to anybody. All. Yeah. Uh, it lands, and we see a long shot from the side of the runway of the plane actually landing. And he says, as it lands, he says, "Now watch the wingtips. That famous <laughs> Delta wing swirl." Ah. <laughs> what? 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 Fucking what hell, famous mate. Delta wing swirl? What does that mean? Yeah, why is he saying that? I couldn't and see. And this it. did go out prime time on BBC One, right? It was it was Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is fanboy TV. It's not. It's not for everyone. The um, the, they land the plane. They're in the cockpit. The co-pilot Chris says, uh, "Sticks forward," which is uh, put yeah. the brakes on. I think. Yeah. And Noel Noel laughs on voiceover. As it's landing, you see the wheels touch the, the runway and he says, Yes, sir, a real greaser. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he you're right, why is he using all this language that he knows for a fact he's alienating yeah, yeah. everyone watching? Yeah. And I had to Google it and apparently it means grease in the runway. It's a smooth landing. Yeah. But you know what? This reminds me of a conversation we were having off air yesterday about how sometimes in life you, you can almost identify someone you can always identify someone who's a bit off when they start using technical terms on, of casually on purpose to try and yeah. baffle you. Bit of a Jake Humphrey move. And we were talking about people in business <laughs> yeah. who like to do that. They start business to like talk. chuck yeah. in business terms to sort of try yeah. and scare Fidusory. you. Fiduciary. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you're like, mate, why don't you just fucking explain? Just in life generally, why don't we just, just all explain ourselves a bit better and not try to... Fucking feel big about yourself by chucking in words that make no sense. I might get my phone, uh, what do you call it? Me fucking ringtone changed to uh, a recording of Noel saying, yes, sir. A real, a real greaser. greaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it lands. Uh, Noel congratulates John Hutchins thinks he's almost minute perfect. Well done. And, 38 minutes. <laughs> and then it ends. And Noel is standing next to Concord as it's getting fucking washed or whatever as they do afterwards. Uh, and he does this fantastic piece to camera and I'll just, I transcribed it. And uh, this is like Noel's kind of uh, address to the nation. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And like like the, the Queen's speech. World. But no. no. And a little bit he like says, when Jerry Seinfeld used to do Jerry's final thoughts. Is that what it was called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the stand-up bit. He says, uh, it should be remembered that when Concord was introduced, she was heavily criticised by the US Senate, by the environmentalists. <laughs> There's a little bit of venom in his voice yeah. when he says environmentalists. And by the faceless civil servants who described her as a golden albatross. Those cunts. And he says, but she's found her own place in aviation history, and I like to think she occupies a very special place in all our hearts. We all <laughs> talk about Concord in a different way. We might say there's A747 or ADC10, but we only <laughs> ever talk about Concord. Despite the fact that British Airways operates seven of these aircraft. <laughs> and of course, when she was introduced, many people said it was just for the privileged, for the powerful, for the wealthy. But even that's not true, because over the years, tens of thousands of people chartered Concorde, and for them, a trip on this aircraft is indeed a trip of a lifetime. And then he turns and he just stares and gazes upon Concorde. <laughs> and thankfully, uh, he's only filmed from the waist up, because I imagine he's sporting he's definitely quite got a significant erection And in those point. baggy sort of pleated slacks he yeah. likes to wear, it would be very yeah. visible. It would. It'd be like a tent and pole. It ends. 
it ends and the credits roll of what appears to be an entirely 100% male production. Uh, you yeah, won't be surprised at that. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's Noel Edwards' Concord special. And I'm glad that we got to the end of it. Yep, who knows what we've got next in our in our content pipeline. I don't know. We've got the, a list the content of things that we're going to do. Uh, it'll be some kind of odyssey and it'll begin next week. Mm. But, uh, for that, for, for, for that, we've now touched down with Noel oh. and Concord and we're yeah. disembarking and we're now both off to uh, to the Greggs in the airport. Was, yeah. well, that's what we have at Newcastle anyway. I don't know what you have at Heathrow. You have a Greggs at Heathrow Airport, you know? <laughs> I've not seen one. It depends. There's like loads of terminals, and they have different outlets in of each one. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just where you, where you come out arrivals. There's one arrivals area in oh, yeah. Newcastle, so right soon, next to it. So it's like as if you've been abroad and you you've been starved <laughs> yeah. of pasties. Like as yes. soon as you get off, you can just rush straight and just oh, give me fucking any pastry you've got. <laughs> yes, and it's open twenty four hours as well, Sam. Do you know what, Greg? Do you know, like when you used to go to the chippy and they'd just take the the off bits of like um, batter, and you could actually mm. go in and ask for a bag of that. Like, did they call yeah. it scraps or or whatever? And you just get like the scraps of batter. Yeah, they should do that, Greg's, with the flakes of pastry because every single oh, pie pasty, yeah. the flakes fall off in the warming counter, and they yeah. just throw them away. But you could sweep them all up and sell them in a bag for a pound a time. You could drink drink them from the bag, wouldn't you? Exactly, you drink like them. The end of a bag of crisps. Or you, you could pour yeah. a, like a huge amount of salt on it and then shake it. <laughs> <laughs> Another genius delayed idea. What a day you're having. Yeah, it's, been a, a it's been a big day for a, for a man whose arse is bleeding. I'm operating on almost full cylinders. Imagine when my arse <laughs> isn't bleeding, how powerful I am. Maybe, yeah, I think you're in panic mode. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> the adrenaline shooting in overdrive. I, I, I feel that the Reaper is finally catching up with me, and I've got a sort of complete all of my projects ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. As I say, we'll be back with something else next week. And uh, thanks for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.